0: Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle, your host today. Uh, Joining me are Neil Jones, our writer extraordinaire, Andy Kelly, our LFC editor, and James Pearce, who is our Liverpool reporter, full-time, and both home and away. We'll start, James, with the international break, which of course we all absolutely love, and guess what's happened? Adam Lallana's got injured. What's the latest with him?
1: Uh, Well, we know he reported back to, to Melwood... On uh, on Wednesday, obviously, be assessed by the medical staff. I think Liverpool are expecting to have a you know uh, a full explanation of exactly the the extent of the problem on Thursday. Um, I think it is only minor. I think you could tell from from how he went off playing for England. You know, he wasn't he wasn't in a huge amount of discomfort. I know he gave the thumbs up to reporters as he as he went through the mix zone. He didn't stop to speak to anyone after the game. Um, but you know it is a concern. Obviously, I think it was last month, wasn't he? he had a, a, a short spell on the sidelines with a similar groin problem, um, which which meant that he you know he missed those England games and then was only a sub um, against Manchester United. So I think they'll be wary of that. I think he has to be obviously a doubt for the weekend. I think you know the um, you know it's it, it's a blow because he's been in such outstanding form and you know he showed that in the opening twenty five minutes at, at Wembley against Spain. Um, you know three and three for England he's got now, but. You know, it, it'll be a blow. But you know, as we've said before, Klopp is blessed with real options up there. And you know, if if Lallana does miss miss out, then, then obviously he's got he's got Sturridge, he's got Wijnaldum, and he's got Origi, all desperately waiting for a chance. Andy, we
0: were sat here this time last month. I think it was talking about this time. It was Wijnaldum who got injured. It just seems to be that every time there's an international break now, that you know, it's not just Liverpool, but Liverpool seems to pick up an injury somewhere along the line. I mean. What's your take on it? I mean, it was a friendly, did it really need to even be taking place, or you just accept these are games that have to happen?
2: I mean, one thing you should say, for once in its life, it wasn't a bad game, you know, I actually quite enjoyed it until Lalana was quite enjoying it, until Lalana got injured. But So, there didn't seem to be any particular reason why we needed the game. Um, you know, Southgate will have probably been quite pleased that the game went ahead, got a decent result, probably secures him the job, but there's no one else out there to have the job he'd he'd have to you know he'd have to lose significantly I think to to yeah (laughs) absolutely to stop him getting it Uh, frustrating for Liverpool fans you know you saw social media just erupt last night as soon as he was injured but uh, everybody on this pod knows most of us aren't great fans of international football as international games go that game was pretty decent Um, Lalana, if you know, if it's just one game and it's not indicative of a wider problem in terms of, you know, his growing because we've seen a you know an earlier problem as James says. If there was a game, I'd like him to miss it. it'd Be Southampton away because I think he's been rubbish down there um, a couple of times. They obviously boo every every move he makes, and a couple of times I've just s- thought that it's gotten to him. Certainly early in games, and uh, you know, probably no harm in him, uh, on the sidelines for that, albeit we will miss him. Uh, the problem might be, of course, if it's the double whammy with Coutinho arriving back uh, this evening and whether, you know, having played a lot for Brazil, whether it's worth risking him as well. I suspect the best we'll get from him is on the bench.
0: I mean, Neil, uh, you know, Lalan has been one of Liverpool's most improved players, certainly under Jurgen Klopp and certainly this season. He'd be a big miss, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah,
3: definitely, definitely. I I think the, the, the point I'd make about the international break is why was Adam Lallana starting a friendly game after playing a qualifier, you know, Jordan Henderson played ninety minutes played both games. What why is there no there's no understanding from the England manager? Is he that desperate to to get a, a result in a friendly against Spain? Does he think his job rests on that? I think I think there's a few managers. I think Eric Dyer played both games, I think John Stones did. a few managers I think he's got cause to give Gareth Southgate a phone call and say, Come on, what are you what are you playing at? Because it's a friendly, it's 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 not you know if you're gonna experiment with the team then at least take out the players who, who need the rest the most and I think you'd say given the intensity he plays, I think Adam Milano would be one of those one of those names. Certainly I think Jordan Henderson would as well, but you know, <laughs> career comes first with some people. How good does That's- Henderson look by the way
2: in terms of Physical sort of presence at the minute. Yeah. I was just looking at yeah, last night and Except and
3: when Yago Aspas um, bust his ribs <laughs> in in of his yeah. well,
0: It was a bit lively, wasn't it? it was, you know you saw when Raheem Sterling's putting his foot in, then you know yeah. something's a bit you know bit off. Yeah. And
3: and Aspas, of course,
0: heavyweight. <laughs> you mentioned about Dyer. Dyer got caught by Herrera, and yeah, you were feeling about that.
3: But Aspas, Aspas getting a goal there it was a nice little, uh, nice little moment, wasn't it? John Stones. Uh, the only person in, in the whole of the football <laughs> world who knows he's, he's uh, <laughs> he thinks he's a
0: right footer. Yes. Go on, go on, use your left, use yeah. your left. It was in. made for him, though, wasn't it? As I have been tending to say for about <laughs> the past four years, and said he actually finally scored. But yeah. James, James, what I mean, you mentioned then Jordan Henderson, he's another one who I mean, can you see why he played both games? Or because I know Gareth Southgate, I know you were there for the England Scotland game, but Gareth Southgate said before the game against Spain the reason he didn't make the changes because he wanted to. Give the players who are coming a chance to play alongside some of the more established, you know, established uh, players.
1: Yeah, I've got some sympathy for Southgate, to be honest, just because I think, you know, a, you know, he's still battling to, you know, he hasn't got the job yet, has he? I think, you know, maybe I think it might have been his selection might have been different for the Spain game if, if the FA had already come out, which they probably should have done, to be honest, and said, you know, the job's yours. Um, but for him personally, you know, it was it was a big deal to to a lot of football fans. It was a meaningless friendly, but. So I can understand why he wanted to field such a strong team. Um, you know, and, and also the fact people bemoan the fact that England games are so horrendous to watch and they're so disjointed, mainly because that they you know, they play together so so infrequently. Um so I I don't really hold that against him. Um I think it was just, you know it's frustrating obviously because Lalan has picked up the knock, but you know, it is only a minor thing. And um you know, we just hope that it won't end up costing Liverpool. So, if Alano doesn't play against Southampton, as Amby hopes that he doesn't, um, who do you think
0: should play for Liverpool? Do you think should stick with the same attacking trio, or the obvious one is obviously to bring Daniel Sturridge back in?
1: Yeah, I think I think Sturridge is probably the the obvious one. I think um, you know, I suppose I suppose the, the the thing is what happens with Coutinho. That's the that's the kind of unknown at the moment, isn't it? Because you know, you, you talk about. Henderson and Alana, a lot been expected of them. Well, you know, a lot's been expected of Philip Coutinho over the last week when you when you factor in probably 15,000 miles worth of travelling as well. Um 85 minutes against Argentina, another 85 against Peru, then the journey back. And I know Liverpool have obviously pulled out all the stops and, and shut <coughs> out this private jet, but he's still, you know, it, it's still a very short turnaround, you know, for him to be back training on Thursday. They're only, you know, I'm sure that will just be a very light recovery session for him. Um is he gets to grips with that and then obviously they travel down to the south coast on Friday you know I think if you look back to last month Coutinho did start straight after the international break but that was different because Liverpool played United on the Monday night so they had the extra 48 hours this is different you know the way go back to September Can I say, and yeah. when they played Leicester at home you know I think he came on for the last 15 minutes of that game Um so I think that'll be interesting I think obviously Wijnaldum would be you know a player that you know, you'd, you'd imagine he would be banging contention to come back into the midfield. If say, if Coutinho is not ready to, to start, and then you know, I, if if there's no Lallana as well, then I think Sturridge would start through the middle, and and then you you you'd probably shift Firmino out to, out to you know the, the the side of that front three.
0: Neil, would you start with Sturridge? Yeah,
3: yeah, I would actually. Yeah, because um, don't for, don't forget Firmino as well. You know, I know he hasn't played. Ninety minutes for Brazil. He played, you know, as a sober. He was unused on um, on Wednesday morning, Tuesday night. But he still had to travel, and he still had all the training. He's still, you know, going to have the same or similar levels of fatigue. So, I think I think one of them will miss out, probably. And Sturridge has, had, you know, scored scored three goals at Saint Mary's last season in, in two games. I think um, I think Southampton are a decent defensive team. I think it might be useful to have a, uh, an absolute poacher up there. Just you might get one or two chances. Andy, that's and two votes.
0: Can... Sorry, Andy, that's two votes for Sturridge. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Kids, I mean, it's no brainer for me.
2: This Southampton team are gonna. I think they lost the last home game, didn't they, to Chelsea? And they'll yeah, be yeah. they'll be wanting. I think they go to Everton after this, so they'll be this. They'll be very keen to win this game. I think this is a game Liverpool have to go and try and be as rock solid as they can, and and bringing in. Uh, Wijnaldum, say, in midfield with Chan and Henderson. I mean, that that feels like a solid three to me. And it's a chance maybe for Wijnaldum to play slightly further forward than probably the position we've expected him to occupy more than he has. Got
3: a goal now as well?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Got, Got his goal, unfortunately not, when I was on him. Or uh, last goal <laughs> scorer. I've been yeah. doing them all season. He managed to miss out on it. That, that was why was <laughs> the fresh and, uh, you held uh, uh, his Just because of his home record, you always knew he was going to score at Anfield probably first. And uh, uh, yeah, so that midfield three, I feel like Liverpool have to go and be solid, uh, as solid as they can be, and and hope they can you know grab one or two or the other. And I don't see this being a sort of free flow in Liverpool, three or four away from home. Uh, you know, I see this being a a one or two goal game, and uh, yeah, this Liverpool team set up to make you look an idiot by saying that. <laughs> but um, uh, for me, I think solidity is a bit more what's required down at St Mary's, and I'd be more than happy to see Sturridge, just the man who can potentially just grab you that all important goal. They've had some decent results down there, though. The last the last few times they've
0: been there, yeah, haven't
3: they? Me and James were there last, this time last year, wasn't it? For yeah. the uh, League Cup, and they looked. Uh, Great, we, we had a four, four and a half hour train journey, and then next thing, 40 seconds had the old man ahead score with we little bit for a good night. But, um, yeah, I remember Catino scoring an absolute screamer the year before as well, wasn't it? Um, I was after a couple of minutes as well. It's mm-hmm. so, not, um, I think Southampton's one of them that they're a good side, but I do think that they're not like they're not a ferocious side, they're not one that you fear going down there. You, you sort of think, oh, yeah, they might have a decent, decent result, but I don't think. They've not got any superstars that you think you're gonna rip them apart. They've just got decent players. You've got you know Austin and Redmond and Taddeus, you are all right. They're not they're not one who's got like two or three real stars that can rip you apart. Or players that have traditionally had a, a good game against Liverpool, I sort of like Balassi or, or people like that. They had one, and Liverpool signed them, So that's. I'm a, I'm annoyed
2: by it. this whole I'm going to wear a ma- mask scenario for t- Tadic. Have you seen this? He's, What's uh, this? Um, yeah, he, he got his face he, kicked he off. Yeah, his face <laughs> is a bit of a mess. Uh, Plan for uh, Serbia. Yeah, he's 12, and, yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, he's going to be wearing this mask, and I can just see it all over the back pages. On, on Sunday uh, the man in the mask <laughs> yeah the 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 it's, it's already annoyed me so um, it's, it's given <laughs> James it's, it's given, given James an intro <laughs> anyway yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it should have been a well, cool well, wearing the masks let's someday. hope it, uh, you can make it doesn't a materialize that. Oh, okay. yeah yeah thank you,
0: no problem um, you mentioned Coutinho then James obviously he is is he currently coming back now or has he landed at, at the time we're recording this yeah. it's Just about a, yeah five probably landed by the time on, people get on Wednesday. yeah yeah get the um but Coutinho yeah he's somebody who the last couple of days his goal against Argentina you know he's, he's everyone seems to suddenly caught on to the fact he's actually quite good <laughs> and, um you know we've we've been banging on about this for quite some time yeah, but I think the secret's out now yeah, yeah. it is yeah uh, Barcelona been linked with him i mean the former Barcelona player Xavi said that well kind of suggested that he should stay at Liverpool at least for now and he shouldn't be looking to go to to Barcelona but he also did say that He's the kind of player, one of the very few players who would improve
1: Barcelona. I mean, are you a little bit concerned? Uh, I'm not concerned at the moment. I think it's, it's it's you know, are Barcelona interested in Coutinho? I'd be amazed if they weren't. Um, you know, and you, you only had to look. I think it was last week, you know, the front page of, of Sport, the Catalan daily daily newspaper, making it clear that Coutinho was their number one target for next summer. Um but you know, I think as it stands at the moment, Liverpool are very relaxed about the situation because I think people will be concerned because of what's happened, you know, in in the recent past, and you know, Liverpool have have, have lost their top talent, and they repeatedly probably, and you think back to when Xabi Alonso went, and you know, Mascarano and and obviously Suarez, and, and then Sterling, Torres obviously before that. So, but I think I think Liverpool is a different club now. I think you know, I asked Klopp about it back in the summer, actually, ahead of that game against Suarez's Barcelona. At Wembley, and he he talked then about wanting to make Liverpool like the ultimate destination for players, rather than a stepping stone. And you know, I think he knew that that was a challenge for him because I think Liverpool's you know transfer policy falls down if you you know it's it's Coutinho is probably you know the the ideal example of what FSG wanted to to achieve in terms of you know in, investing in um un, un kind of untapped potential, and uh, you know, and he's proved to be an absolute bargain. When you think. £8.5 million pound from Inter Milan, probably now worth upwards of £50 million. But, you know, you, you want those players to stay and go on and win you trophies. You don't want it to just be a constant stream where you're, you're almost developing players for other top clubs to come and cherry-pick. Um, but, you know, I, I think you know, at the moment there's no reason to be particularly concerned because, you know, he's under contract till 20, uh, 2020. Um, you know, I, I did a sit-down interview with him last month where he talked about how happy and settled he is on Merseyside. I think... You know Suarez, there'd always been kind of that those murmurings of you know he he was he was looking to to Spain and desperate to get away. Um, you know there may there might be a time when that when that does appeal to Philippe Coutinho, but I think at the moment you know he is completely focused on on winning trophies with Liverpool.
0: I mean Andy Neymar is his big mate he plays for Barcelona, he was suggesting he'd like to link up with him at club level, which a lot of people took to me, he wants him to join Barcelona, but
2: could easily be saying he wants to move <laughs> to is, Liverpool. I know the this is the- your unique <laughs> take on this situation. Um, I'm sure I've uh, heard Neymar have been spotted recently yeah. in speak. Yeah, Um but it's it down. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, I mean, if you go, you know, where is it? Let's say the worst case scenario goes to Barcelona. I mean, for a start, you've got to be thinking, where am I getting my game? Because, you know, you've got Messi you've got Suarez, you've got Neymar. Uh, of course, you know, you need to mix teams and rest your players and injuries take over. So, you know, they'd be quite happy to have a fourth to add into that mix. But for me, everything Coutinho has done on the pitch this year suggests a player who's absolutely happy at what he's doing. Feels like a different type of character to perhaps some of the other players we've seen. Don't need to go through them who potentially have, you know, agitated more for a move and keener to, to move elsewhere. Coutinho, very settled as James said he talks a lot about how happy his family are here um, you can tell the way you know, him and Firmino and Mane celebrate on the pitch they're just enjoying their football yeah. and that first touch he's developed that that one where he just knocks it inside puts two defenders off balance and gives it the full Coutinho I mean this is going to be this is going to be a <laughs> thing of beauty yeah. yeah. If reminds
3: me how Coutinho starts around here Johnny Wilkinson when he was at his pump for for uh, for England, they just sort of the whole team seems geared up to just let him get the ball back to him so he can have his, <laughs> yeah. uh, a drop goal. Yeah, go, go for goal. It, it's a proper special move he's got, isn't it? Even for Brazil. We saying there was only
0: like a couple of months ago we were sat here making a joke about how many shots he was having against Burnley. Like, well, yeah, that's then, it. You know, yeah. he seems to have, even in that short space of time things have, just seems to have clicked. But yeah. he's or also he's like, having better shots better places, from from yeah. better
2: places, isn't he? What I think what Jonesy was talking about that Burnley game was. You know, you just have shots. Was yeah. Yeah. it was last resort. So yeah, was out, yeah. wasn't it? But We've run out of ideas how to get behind or through this team. I'm just gonna have to have a dig. I think I think
3: I, I did a piece quite recently where I looked at sort of the amount of shots because I think it's only Ibrahimovic who's had more shots than him in the Premier League this season, um, which is no surprise really. You know, that sort of that that tells you a that, that tale in itself. But. The location of them, he was having a lot more from inside the penalty area, and it's a lot of his more of his goals. I know, I know your favourite goal of his. We, know Arsenal, that. we discussed
2: that last week. It's just I was mean, telling James the other day. LSE TV showed that Arsenal game in full. Uh, for 90 minutes obviously filling time during the international break yeah. and uh, James and I Who were down at they that wear, or you wear? so uh, well, both <laughs> of us and so watched the full 90 minutes I am still off my couch when he comes in and gets that Klein cross because he, you know, he's no more he's, the, he's no more than you know, five, six yards yeah. right? oh, it's just yeah. it's wasn't that, that cool? are you, wasn't that, wasn't no. cool. Well, are you <laughs> always surprised when it's your birthday <laughs> I go it's oh, <laughs> <my birthday. laughs> but <laughs> <Again>? that's the <laughs> goals we need more from yeah. those type of players you know yes <laughs> By all means through 20, you know, 25 yard, 30 yard as he did on that day, free kick into the mix, changed the whole game, uh, you know, potentially changed the the, the whole start of the season, didn't it? But those those poacher type goals, um, yeah. like the one he came inside against West Brom, wasn't it? Yeah. When, when it, well, and was they put say, it near post, those I, are the ones I, I really like. I like the one he got
3: against Watford and the one he got against West Brom because the the move is he comes inside on his right foot and goes far corner doesn't he and both of them he's reversed at near post and you can imagine the goalkeepers made a move and thought I know what you do here and he's, it shows that he's sort of he is developing his uh, his tools in terms of and, and terms he'll, of he'll open out the other side for him now because yeah. keepers
2: will be thinking oh no, he's going to go near uh, post out, that that curler to the far side
1: back into the near post
2: James have you been off
0: your couch watching LFC TV recently?
1: I haven't actually, no. No, I don't, I don't get He's, my, he's on it too often, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving on.
0: Uh, we'll talk very briefly about uh, Sadio Mane. And he's been shortlisted for the African Football of the Year along with Yayo Touré, amongst others. I'm
3: not sure how, yeah,
0: how that's happened. That's put a football <laughs> Yeah, I <no>, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't argue with that. Um, but he also came out, and apparently, he said that one of his heroes was El Hadjouf. James is yeah, he one
1: of your heroes no he's not one of my heroes but it's not the first time i've heard him say that actually I did an interview with him uh, at Melwood earlier on this season when he he talked then about how um Jeff was a was a big hero of his and there were a number of kind of i think he, he picked up on the, the body language in the room of most people present thinking it was a slightly <laughs> like strange a person to look at Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he kind of made a joke out of it. He said he said, you know, no, no it, I, I know he's not particularly popular here, <laughs> yeah. but he said, In my homeland you've got to remember, you know, what he went on to achieve. Um, you know, and I think he has been a, a source of inspiration for him. I mean, it was interesting actually. I was speaking to the the reporter on the Southampton newspaper earlier on today and he was he was saying that um you know, he reckons that Mane will get a really good reception down there on on the weekend. He said, you know, he obviously he said it's probably different kind of factors of of um, reception for the for Liverpool's ex, <laughs> ex-, <laughs> ex- Saints contingent. Say, but he yeah. said uh, he said obviously, Lovren is guaranteed the hottest one yeah. because the perception is very much that he forced through the move to Liverpool. And you know, I think at the time there was even talk in in the national press of him, you know, not willing to not turn up for training and that kind of thing. So he said, you know, he's guaranteed probably the hottest one. Then you've got the Lana, Obviously, they they hold that against him. Um, he said Klein, you know, very much less so, probably a, a little bit of stick, but not particularly. And he said Mane, he doesn't think he'll get anything because he said, you know, he never, never bad-mouthed the club, never pushed for a move. And, you know, I think Andy was saying earlier on when you, and I was talking to you about this, that almost when Liverpool bought him, the perception was that by Southampton, they couldn't believe how much money they got for him. And I think what he's achieved this since then probably has changed a few people's opinions down there mm-hmm. didn't he
0: fall out with Ronald Koeman though wasn't that to yeah, do with did, turning uh, up yeah, late or for team did, meetings or something sort of, yeah. yeah, he was he was out of the team for a bit wasn't he mm-hmm. I think he was
3: turned up late to
1: a team meeting didn't he yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. you know what happens when, when well, that no, you, you, don't, you don't want to be turning up late for any meetings <sighs> I mean Andy just made a bit of a joke then about the reception that certain players will be getting yeah. but can you remember any time if Lallana does play there could be as many as four Southampton ex-Southampton players playing for Liverpool against Southampton can you remember any time that that many, that many former players have played against a team playing for Liverpool?
2: Not really. Uh, Christian Walsh is the man you need for that question. Uh, but, you know, look, Lallana's almost certainly, I don't think, going to play. Yeah, so to play we're to play. down to three. Um, Klein's ultimate, and, and as I say, i mentioned before, I'm, I'm reasonably happy that that's a game for Lallana to miss. Klein will do his normal um, steady that's job, won't he? And, um, and then you're on to Lovren now he's a different proposition yeah. where you, he, he's someone that you feel feels the emotion of a game uh, I mean the classic case of this was the, the famous Gary Neville at, uh, at Anfield wasn't it when he could barely kick the ball after he'd uh, the game after he'd he'd run to the travelling cop at Old oh, Trafford yeah. if you remember he came FA Cup game, uh, I think he got of substituted at half time he well, was, it was literally he... dreadful because he got so much abuse and he could, He was terrified I mean I, I, absolutely terrified and I was on the cop that day was Raheem Sterling as well last brilliant. season yeah. Yeah. yeah it was and, absolutely uh, flattened, so, flattened
0: him in the first five minutes didn't but he? if you remember that i completely forgot about the game last season and wiped it from my brain obviously Liverpool were 2-0 up at Southampton and Lovren got subbed at half time because yeah. he, Klopp thought he was getting affected he, by he got booked or, didn't he he got did, booked, yeah. yeah, but he, he, I think he get get
3: also thought off. yeah, get caught with the emotion. But and also, they he brought, uh, he brought head of a
0: match uh, Yeah, uh, <laughs> And, and uh, Southampton sure brought somebody on at half-time. What was his name? I don't know. Yeah, I what was know. his name? Yeah, the
2: the, the With the winger,
3: man
0: yeah, that's yeah. it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, now, Lovren is one of those players you could imagine is going to have to keep his emotions in check. That's why I want us just to be solid. I'm sure
3: Lovren had a nightmare when he played against Southampton, didn't he, in his first first trip back. Liverpool were lucky to win that game Pretty sure with Coutinho score the screamer, and Lovren yeah. is
2: certainly uh, yeah. caught up in it. As we say, I mean, we shouldn't forget Mane. He's had a reasonably long trip this break as well. He's just got a couple extra days to get over it. But you can see him going down there and just thinking, "Oh yeah, I know what I do on this pitch. Um, <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll be, I'll be quite, you know." <laughs> Oh, a a fair, year, oh, yeah, yeah. It's grass oh, and yeah. yeah. I remember we it have <laughs> <never forget laughs> it <once, once laughs> goal. It's bizarre, though. I mean, we've seen people like Aldo and his column before talk about you just... You have grounds. You have grounds where you just yeah. know you're going to score. And, uh, you know, it's no bad thing that uh, Manny will turn up and feel pretty at home at uh, St. Mary's.
0: Just looking a bit ahead, Neil, you uh, wrote a piece today saying that the FA or Premier League confirmed that Liverpool will play two games over Christmas. Yeah. Within the space of forty-eight hours, they think it's the City game on New Year's Eve, the the and then one, yeah. it's, it's Sunderland away. Sunderland away on the second at three yeah. o'clock. I mean, you made the point that City but exactly the same situation, but is that just a case of, you know, club just having to deal with it because that's just the way things are with English football, or perhaps they could have been a little bit more helpful?
3: I think, they, yeah, they could have been. I mean, I think we had the 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 tail to me. I think Andy wrote it when. When that was changed, that Manchester City game was changed to a half five kickoff on New Year's Eve, which in itself is is a bit awkward. Just it's for, it's just devastating a, for us. Well, yeah, absolutely, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, we're, we're trying we're, to clear a social <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But, but it, it's something that Klopp from the very where where goal last season, he, he was incredulous, wasn't he? The the sort of the fact that he played two games in three days and, and that guy, You know, he was. Do you remember it was at Southampton last year? Remember when? Um, he, he was—he only just discovered that the League Cup was two legs, the semi-final. <laughs> and he, he was literally <laughs> like, <laughs> He was just, just laughing <laughs> and saying, well, "What are you guys like?" You know, like a, you're off your it was like that, and you know, he was—he was absolutely incredulous. But I think you just got You just got to, you know, take your medicine. And, look, if you're gonna, you know, this could come back and haunt you. But if you're gonna be brutal and brutal about it, of all the games that I'd want to have yeah. after a, after the tough one, it'd be Sunderland. At some points, you know, it'd be. It's a game against Victor Anichini and Jack Rodwell and the the likes of them. So it's not the worst. City have got Burnley at home as well. City, that's that's their their fixture. So they they're not too taxed. And the 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 flip side is yeah, you blame it if you if you drop any points, but if you get two, you get six points out of six, then you've all of a sudden you've made big strides in three days, and it looks the league table looks great. I
2: mean, we went we went up there this time that time last year, didn't we? With the the Benteke very tight game think loads of Liverpool fans are just um, crossing their fingers that Moyes isn't sacked before then. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, this is a little bit harsh. It yeah. is a bit, no. and are not Sunderland fans, obviously. The, yeah. the, 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 team, <laughs> has, has, the team you know, clearly still playing for him. You saw that at uh, Bournemouth, was it, when they got their yeah, win yeah. there? And Amichibi, by the way, was superb in that game. Yeah, well, uh,
3: that's that's why I'm not worried about him now because he's had his
2: he's one, had his for, the one for the year. yeah. But, you no, the, the theory is that, you know, the a new manager comes in and gives them an instant boost, and that'd be typical of Liverpool to go up there like one or two games into the new managers. Uh, back in the but uh, you know, there's to me, the Sunderland still look like they're playing for more. They've been a wee bit unlucky, I think, in terms of the points they've uh, they've garnered, and I'd, I'd be more worried than maybe Jonesy is about going there after two days rest, and uh, uh, you know, not even two days rest, because you're getting a day's rest and then you're traveling. It's, all it's you. a, I
3: think it's 43 and a half hours between the final whistle at Anfield and then the. Kick off at something so it's yeah, you I mean, you'd do well to get even a recovery session in, really, wouldn't you? It'll
2: be, be like a, a walk, it, it always has a kick on effect. Because you remember, when we did that, uh, when you had your delightful trip to Fenerbahce wasn't it? Uh, uh, was it Fenerbahce Shiktas. or Pasic Course? Um, so warmly welcomed by the locals, we were spat on, <laughs> beware, yes, yes, yeah. um, that wasn't very welcome. There was that very quick, was it 57 hour turnaround from, yeah, yeah. from memory? Played Man City and got through it, but it was there was it was it the games that came after that that then caught out, uh, you know, there were some problems with. And January's a pretty full month, there, I think. we still in the League well, Cup as well, well, absolutely.
0: Which has got two legs for the semi-final, apparently. Uh, apparently. so, you guys. That, that,
2: that's obviously looking a bit
0: far ahead. Andy, you wrote something uh, during the international break, I think it was on Sunday, about Liverpool, their record of when they are top of the league at Christmas. And there's about six or seven games, I think, until then. and. Yeah. Basically, what we've learnt is Liverpool need to not be top at Christmas.
2: Uh, no, we, are the, we are the only side who, for whom being not top would be helpful. Um, I've been the last three times we've been uh, uh, top, and you did my research on this, Ian. Uh, I should give due credit, but uh, we haven't... Uh, <laughs> I have no we, social life, though, do so That's why I've got we haven't, time to do uh, it. The last three times we haven't gone on to win it, whereas um, six of the last seven champions, including Leicester, were top at Christmas... So uh, I mean, for me, I'd, 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 I've went through these fixtures for the top five. I left United over because I couldn't be bothered. Be <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a pro! Why, what a pro! Why waste your time? <laughs> why waste your time for the top five? Um, I would be. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm happy. This is for the internet trolls. Start recording now. But I, <laughs> I expect Liverpool to be about five points clear on Christmas Day. What? Steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So Get off your couch again. Yeah. Genuinely, because
2: so many Liverpool are going to have a that's... slip up. Right, Liverpool are going to have a slip up or slip ups. Could well come at Southampton on Saturday. We'll see. But so many of the teams around Liverpool have got to play each other. Um, the Man City have a really tough. Schedule between now and playing Liverpool, uh, and that's just in the league. I'm not including any, you know, any other games. The um, I think it's uh, Arsenal have a really tough schedule as well. I mean, they go to United on on, uh, on the weekend. Uh, this the other side who's got a really good run is Tottenham. I think we've spoken on the pod before. I think James has spoken about how Tottenham are maybe the side that's been underestimated so far. They've got four home games out of the six leading up to Christmas. And they they look like home bankers, you know, that looks like twelve points out of twelve there. So, you know, football isn't played that way, we know that, but um, they look like a Saudi who's got a good run. And Liverpool, if they kept in the form they've been playing in, and there's no guarantee of that, but if they do, I you mean, know, our run of fixtures is is toughish. We've got, you know, a trip to Goodison and those two South Coast trips, but we've got winnable home games and uh, really I genuinely think Liverpool could be a few points clear on Christmas Day. Final
0: word for you. Do you think Andy should get back onto his couch, or do you think he's got a point? Liverpool should be looking to be clear at Christmas. Yeah, I think they,
1: you certainly you look at the fixtures at the moment and how well Liverpool are playing. You know, I, there's no reason why they shouldn't be top on on Christmas Day. I think probably this weekend is the the toughest one uh, coming up, especially with you know the preparations not being ideal, with players coming back from all over the place, and and obviously the Lallana setback as well. Um, but but yeah, I think you know if, if Liverpool can get a positive result down there. on on the weekend and I I fully expect them to to go on and maintain that top spot through to the, the certainly the turn of the year at least
0: Right, that'll do us for this podcast join us next week where we will look back at the Southampton game and not talk about the international break for months Cheerio